Welcome to the I Work For Him Power Pod. I'm Michael Miracle, producer for I Work For Him, the voice of the faith and work movement. We are on mission to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. Each quick listening power pod is designed with you in mind and jam-packed with kingdom resources to help you connect your faith and work. How will this impact your workplace? Let's find out right now. So we all know that healthcare in the United States is a mess. It's always been better than other parts of the world, but the cost keeps skyrocketing. The technologies keep improving, but how do you balance innovation with inflation? How do you make sure you aren't sacrificing great care in order to save a few dollars? I think we can all agree letting the government control medical care is not a great idea, but we do know that God puts great ideas in the hearts and minds of Christ followers all over the country, and that's why we stayed in Austin, Texas to capture another story. Hey, we're partnering today with Chris Champion from Corporate Chaplains. Corporate Chaplains Chaplains of America, you check them out online, chaplain.org, chaplain.org. Chris Champion, last time we hooked up, we were in Chicago at the Faith and Work Summit way back last fall. But I am so, I know we drug you all the way up here from San Antonio today, but I'm just grateful for the interview you've arranged. But tell us about uh, Corporate Chaplains. What's going on with Corporate Chaplains these days? Man, uh, a whole lot is happening. We are just excited to be uh, expanding westward and continuing that uh, journey of uh building caring relationships with the hope of gaining permission to share the life-changing good news of Jesus in a non-threatening manner. So we are moving west. So it is, things are going well. All right, we're going to give you lots of opportunities to talk about the advantages of bringing a chaplain on staff at an organization. But today, I, you said, Jim, I know I don't have any clients in Austin, but I got some prospects and I've got some guys that I've heard, they have amazing stories. Mm-hmm. Why don't you introduce our guest for today? Yeah, so I met uh, I met Clint uh, here just a couple few weeks ago and, and after listening to his heart uh, for his employees, number one, but uh, also too, just his story and the uh, what they're doing in the medical space, it was uh when you when you called and said, "Hey, do you have anybody in Austin that would be good for uh, for us to talk to?" Clint was one of the first guys I thought of. So, um, Clint Phillips, yeah, welcome to I Work for Him. Thank you so much. It's a huge honor, and thank you, Chris, for that uh, wonderful um, those kind words. Did you meet Jesus in South Africa, or did you have to wait till you got here to the states? Where did you, where did you become a Jesus follower? South Africa. Um, three years old, I'm told that I was standing in a service and uh, heard. A opportunity to uh, accept Jesus and uh, without any prodding I took a walk down the aisle and um, all I've ever known and all I can ever remember is a love for Jesus since my youngest thoughts so I don't have a story of before or after all I ever know is all I've ever known is a, a love for the Lord Mm. That's fantastic that's awesome so we always love to help our listeners even learn as much as they can about you and so that they then can look at their own lives and say you know what is it that maybe god is challenging me with or um what they can um take home you know to to improve in their life but did you because your love for the lord started so early in life did you ever struggle with connecting your faith with what you were doing in your work or did that just happen naturally for you you know, from a young age, I think I looked at, um, I came from, I resonated with Bible stories. I read about Gideon who came from the least of the least family. And when I looked at my family and where we were, we were the least of the least. We were a, 
My father had kicked us out the house many times. We were staying at relatives, uh, looking for places to stay. And I was like, wow, I'm, I'm from the least of the least. And God seems to have used those people again and again. So, uh, Lord, could you use my life? And, mm. Lord, if you do, mm. whatever I do will be always for your glory. So the idea that you could um, do something meaningful for God, um, I, I take any opportunity. And he's taken me so far past any dream I could ever have imagined. Um, it's Implementing your faith in the workplace can be difficult, but uh, the reason behind it has not been mm. as difficult. Chris, before we get back to Clint Phillips and hear how the Lord moved him to Texas, talk to us about chaplaincy within an organization. Why should somebody who leads an organization, because you're not just providing chaplains to businesses, you're providing chaplains to organizations, nonprofit organizations, right? I mean, mm -hmm. it's not, okay. Mm -hmm. Why? Why would somebody want to have a chaplain? Well, at the end of the day, it really comes down to the idea of caring right and that's that's what our that's what our chaplains do they they care and they are present and they are proactive and that's what i think that uh when, when a when an employer sees uh what the fact that employees don't separate work from life right it's it's, it's impossible to right. do right Nobody they, can. They, are, they are bringing life into the workplace whether they like it or not and so so our chaplains are there to meet people where they are and uh, to build a proactive relationship with them and so you know it, it's i liken it to if you had a friend who just stopped by and checked in on you every week what would that do what would that look like and so for companies what that does is it it elevates the culture uh, and that results in a lot of great things for a business it uh, you know big buzzword uh, nowadays is employee engagement and so talk about a way to proactively engage employees right is to have somebody dedicated in the office coming by and building a relationship with them and so that's really uh, you know at the core that's what our, our chaplains do um, you know ultimately we hope we get the permission to share the life-changing good news of Jesus uh, along the way but and, it's not uh, like you come in and that you're Bible bashing people our chaplains are not walking in in black robes and uh, carrying coffee table Bibles under their arms no our, our chaplains come in they look like part of the team they integrate well into the team so yeah what is the biggest impact you see on companies that bring in a chaplain from Corporate Chaplains of America? Found online at chaplain.org. What's the biggest number one impact on a company or an organization when they bring in a chaplain? You know, really, I think what it is is, is the culture is elevated, right? I, I, it, again, it's it's, and that's sometimes hard to quantify, but we see things that are measurable, right? We see increased profitability, we see decreased uh, turnover. Mm -hmm. uh, we had uh, we had one client here recently tell us that uh, they they saw a thirty three percent reduction in turnover, uh, partly because they brought us in along with just a focus around employee engagement. So so those are some real tangible, you know, business ROI items that happen as a result. So I want to get back to your story because um, you uh, came from South Africa, you ended up in Colorado, you're practicing having a clinic in Aspen where you're truly relying on, on the Lord to give you answers with your clients. I mean, what you just described, uh, a lot of us really need to get to a point like that where we're like, Lord, show me because I don't know what to do here in this situation. And it sounds like he really walked alongside you in that, but that's not where you are now. So how then did you get to um, being here in Texas? Yes. Well, nobody wants to have to be reliant on 
anybody else and that includes god you'd mm-hmm. much rather have everything worked out and um, <laughs> i well had said i had the step of um we decided we were going to open this incredible clinic god had really favored us with the uh, the head of starwood hotels it's a huge hotel chain who we found favor with and he said do it and then the local chiropractors got together kicked up a huge stink said that shouldn't be allowed to do it told lies awful things are like mm. oh this is really um, not what we were planning we just want to be able to help people so we had resistance along that way ultimately we got through and the clinic opened um, and you think okay I'm not really going to have to be desperate on relying the Lord to get me through this thing and um, we had a, a challenge in our family in that our three kids were born in Aspen my wife is a South African she used to be on the TV show Gladiators and she has we have our third child and she has a stroke mm. and um, your wife child. Or your child our child has a stroke mm. wow. and jade my wife and i were like what do we do the pediatrician says we can't help you this is neurological there's no pediatric neurologist in aspen we have to wait a while to go visit a doctor in denver who says your daughter will never walk or talk there's nothing you can do good luck and oh. we said this is crazy we waited mm. four months to see a doctor in houston who told us i'm not the right doctor gave us another doctor seven months our daughter's paralyzed down the right side of her body and we're like lord we need you we need you more than ever and um he gave me an idea to start a business that would would allow for virtual second opinions would allow people to come to a platform tell us what's wrong and be matched with one of the top doctors in the country for your condition and so, did that was that birthed out of you having to wait so many months in between doctor's appointments and stuff? Is that where you were thinking? That's you know we thought people can't wait this yeah. long. They can't travel across the country. Um, what does the mom do when she's got a job and she's you know now told she's got to fly across the country at right. her own expense? Who can do this? Mm-hmm. So we realized the travel and it was also really difficult to know who is a great doctor. Yeah. People tell you, my guy's the best. Your guy's not the best. And he's probably not the best for what I have that you don't even understand what right. I have. So um, there was just so many challenges. We said, what if it was as easy to talk to a top doctor as it was to be able to talk to your accountant? Mm-hmm. You know, how can you match them and do that? So that started the next journey of good idea, but Lord, help us. Um, how do we get money? How do we build a technology platform? As I'm really good at fixing people's backs, I was not good at writing code. I had no idea how to write code and to understand the legal complexities of people crossing state lines. So it was a huge um, reach out, say, Lord, you've got to help us do this. And we, we struggled day by day getting the doctors, getting the clients. Um, and then one day, seven years later, people said, this is the greatest success ever. And we said, well, it, we, um, it wasn't an easy journey, but it was an incredible journey. We now cover Second MD is the name of the company. Second MD online. What is, what, what is the website? Second, Second MD. And um, we have 150 employees in Houston. We cover 10 million members. We have doctors at all 17 of the top hospitals. And if you work for most of the large employers, the uh, big 100 companies, there's a good chance that Second MD is free to you. If you work at uh, a lot of these big companies in America now, it's a free benefit mm. that changes lives. We sold, we saved 12 people's lives with just one of our clients last year. Mm. And so we're in wow. Houston and we're like, okay, Lord, you've brought us to a, a really incredible point. And uh, that's when um, the next idea was starting to be birthed around Medici. Chris Champion. 
you guys help companies become more effective, more efficient, more profitable, and a healthier place for people to go each and every day. Why should a leader of an organization give you look you up at chaplain.org? Why should somebody consider bringing a chaplain on staff? So I think the, uh, the answer to that question is a comment that I heard one of our uh, owners make, and it was that chaplaincy allows me to care for my employees in a way that my heart wants to, but my time and my title don't allow. And so if that resonates, uh, then that's the reason why uh, you come and, and talk to us about chaplaincy. One more time. Say it one more time. Chaplaincy allows me to care for my employees in a way that my heart wants to, but my time and title don't allow. What was the uh, what was the most uh, impactful uh, time in your uh, leadership here of this organization? What what, what was that? She, hmm. that's a really good question. Um, there are moments where um, an employee has promised something and done the exact opposite, posted horrible things online um, about the company, about hmm. the team, about me. Um, and you have to go, gosh, um, really thought, uh, you know, we were um, past, you know, getting hurt by somebody doing something like that or acting out. And um, people are always surprised when I, um, they expect me to lash out, you know, I move quickly and make decisions quickly. So when they see me have to pause and reflect and see that I'm hurt mm. and see that that, you know, just doesn't roll off on that um you have some of those moments. I had a, a special moment on the weekend. We took some of our people away. And I really, for the first time, just got to share my my story, um, you know, from being thrown out of a house and this theme and all the challenges we've had along the mm. way. But this theme of God carrying us throughout was, uh, for me, a very impactful moment. And some of the team came afterwards to say, wow, uh, I never knew that. And thank you for sharing mm. that. And um, I understand your faith commitment Mm. Um, maybe better now so always looking for uh, moments but it is hard because every day we're trying to you know solve problems and sitting around talking about meaningful things in our lives sometimes get lost yeah mm. i think i think vulnerability is a is a hard thing but it's uh it's so impactful that's mm -hmm. awesome so in your leadership um because you are leading um, you know, at home, you're leading in your work, you're leading in in all of the different spheres of influence that you um, come in contact with. How are you keeping Jesus at the forefront of your day-to-day? -day? Ouch. Um, <laughs> I'm trying. One of the things is if I start my day right, if I start my day in the Word, um, if I start my day in prayer, everything else, you know, that seems to be central. I noticed the longer I've gone from just a truly spiritual moment of praying, the longer throughout the day goes, the less present, um, less present that is. Uh, with the family, it's probably a little easier. There's certain routines that are built into a family of praying in the morning or praying in the evening or praying at a meal so that you're a little more conscious of uh, God at the home. Mm -hmm. I have to be very careful when I come home. My wife says, don't do the work leadership thing that you're doing. Like, <laughs> 
Give me the summary. What's the decision? What's the question next? And so I try, you know, it doesn't line up for me. It doesn't work very well at home. So um, trying to understand the different. I love that. We have got to meet Jade next time we're in Austin. (laughs) So, um, you know, we're trying. Um, Mm -hmm. We're trying in an organization where I don't have a lot of Christians at Medici, but have an immense respect for these wonderful people that we have. Mm. How do I share my faith with them in a way that can be majorly advantageous? My greatest strength, people look and say, well, Clint, you've reached, you know, financial and athletic and, uh, you know, mission impacts all over. Like we would like to go further. And people are often looking for tools that don't involve God. And that's really hard for me. Like, I can give you good advice on things, but the real thread throughout every single part of my life has been Jesus. So um, it can be difficult to lead with just, you know, worldly advice um, and trying trying to separate Jesus out from that story. is just, it just doesn't work very well. Clint Phillips, thank you so much for being an I work for him today. Really mm-hmm. appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Chris Champion, thanks for arranging everything. Really appreciate it. Corporate Chaplains of America, check them out online, champion. Uh, chaplain, champion.org. Yeah, like, you have your own website. Chaplain, yeah, chaplain.org and medici.md. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I, I work, work for him. him. Thank you for listening to the I Work For Him Power Pod with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Want more? Hear the full broadcast at iworkforhim.com. Stay connected and receive power pack content when you sign up for our blog at iworkforhim.com or follow us on social media at iworkforhim. And finally, if today's message inspired you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review helps launch more workplace missionaries across the nation. That's at iworkforhim and online iworkforhim.com.